Welcome to the Self-Talk Radio Show. Mind-changing radio. Welcome to Self-Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer, and if you are a speaker, an author, or a consultant, and you want to step up your game and get paid what you're worth, well, my next guest has been featured in the New York Times, Entrepreneur Magazine, on NBC, and more. He's the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Do It Marketing, and specializes in thought leadership marketing. In other words, marketing for smart people. Please welcome David Newman to the show. Hi, David. Hey, Sarah. Great to be here. Thank you. Oh, thanks for being on the show. So tell me, what is your story? Where did you start from? Well, so depending how far you want to go back, I started in theater. (laughs) So I have an MFA in stage directing from the City University of New York. Uh, Did that for four years. Was teaching on the side as a moonlighting job. Friend of mine says, well, David, you know, this theater thing is tough to make money, but you can do the teaching thing for companies, and that's called corporate training. So that kicked off my 10-year in-house uh, career as a corporate trainer. I did that from 1992 to 2002. And then I went out on my own as an entrepreneurial consultant, trainer, speaker, doing my own thing, uh, complete train wreck. And I mean complete <laughs> and utter train wreck. I made all the mistakes in the book. As an entrepreneur, I made the good ones twice because they were so much fun. I had no niche. I had no market. I had no expertise. I had no clients. I had no list. I had no platform. I had no nothing. Oh, man. And then through that school of hard knocks of doing everything wrong, I started to become a student of the game, figure out, you know, how to do it right, what all the, the mistakes and the dead ends and the the brick walls looked like so that when I then realized that, oh, my gosh, there's no program, there's no coach, there's no mentor that I could have turned to. And I needed to be, you know, the map maker, so to speak, because there was no map. And I was kind of figuring things out and falling into all the manhole covers the wrong way. Um, it took me about three to four years to really dial in my business. And it took me another three or four years to realize I should maybe teaching, be teaching this to other people. So around 2008, 2009, I turned off my corporate uh, speaking and training career and focused uh, then what I'm doing right now, which is, as you said, mentoring other speakers, consultants, and experts on how to get more clients and grow their business and have the impact that they want to have. Now, you mentioned you stopped this uh, corporate training in 2008. That must have, what terrible timing. (laughs) Quite honestly, that's when the the economy crashed, and what a risk you took. What, well, it's what was funny that? because that's actually so. When I was, you know, my my corporate clients, I, I was still doing fine despite the economy, despite the financial meltdown, despite everything. Uh, what my friends and family thought was exactly what your thing was like. Oh my God, are you crazy? What a terrible time to change directions. And it was actually a great time because that's when. Other entrepreneurs, other consultants, other speakers, and other experts totally hitting the wall and totally falling off the radar and totally falling off their revenue plan. And it was just a terrible, terrible time in the speaking and uh, consulting business. So the, the need, the marketplace need of someone to come in and help these folks with marketing and sales and business development was higher than ever. And in fact, it's funny that you say this. I'm, I'm thinking back now. I hadn't thought about this for years. But conversations with my parents, right? So adult parents of adult children, you can see where this is going. Are you okay? Do you need some money? <laughs> need some because money. The economy you need to use terrible. my car. <laughs> 
Exactly. And what I told my parents, like, after the third or fourth time that they kept on asking this, you know, week after week and month after month, I said, listen, Mom, Dad, the worse it gets out there, the more clients I get. And that sounds like a terrible thing to say, but it was true. It was a factual statement. And now, of course, times are good, times are bad, times are strong, times are not so strong. This is my life's work. So I'm really glad that I pivoted it into that, even though it was a perhaps a strange, funky time to do so. So you mentioned that you, you pivoted your business because you, you were doing terrible train wreck you talked about. What was the number one pivot? I know there's several, but what's one that stands out in your mind? Well, so there were, there were two parts to my, my, my when I was doing this uh, on my own. The first three, four years were totally awful. Uh, I mean, literally, I made $900 in January of 2002 for a time management workshop for a small real estate office. And then I don't think I got paid any money, Sarah, at all for nine months after that. So, like, literally the first nine months of my entrepreneurial journey, income equals $900. So that, that wasn't good. That wasn't smart. That wasn't fun. Um, the pivot came three or four years later, so around 2005, 2006, is when I dropped everything else, I was no longer doing any topic, any time, anywhere for any fee. I said, what I really love, what I really have become a student of and, a, and somewhat of a master of is the marketing, the sales, the business development for small and solo business owners. That's when things start to take off. Now, I was still doing a lot of trainings, a lot of workshops, a lot of seminars. Other consultants and other speakers started to come to me to ask for help. And now the way that worked is I said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm just figuring this out. I'm no expert. I'm just figuring this out on my own. And so I started having a lot of breakfast and lunch and coffee and mentoring people for free and no money changed hands, and it was great. And that just went on and on. And then in 2008, the light bulb went off saying, wait a second, I should be helping and serving these people as the main part of my business. So you found a need, That's, and you filled it. Exactly. Well, and the other way to look at it is quench your own thirst. Right? What's mm. the service? What's the product? What's the program that you wish had existed when you're looking at, you know, something in the marketplace, something in your business, something in your life, something in your home, something in your family? What doesn't exist that you need to wish into existence? Because that same product or service or program can be vitally necessary by thousands or tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people. So that whole concept of quench your own thirst, like what, what do you need to invent? What do you need to create to be successful on your own? There's probably tens of thousands of people that need that same thing, and that could be your entrepreneurial path. We're speaking with David Newman. He's the best-selling author of Do It Marketing and helps people, especially speakers, uh, step up their game. Now, you mentioned that old-school business development tactics like cold calling don't work. What's a, what's a better way? What's a workaround with that? Oh, my goodness. Well, anything, whether you're a speaker or a consultant or an entrepreneur or a sales executive or anybody, you know, the old school batch and blast, spam the universe, let's send out 10,000 emails, let's send out 10,000 postcards, let's robo-dial, cold call people. Uh, that, is, that is the lowest, lowest form of marketing and sales and outreach. And it is so... You know, it's so out of date, it's like an old bucket of yogurt. So you absolutely do not want to even try going down that path 
of mass marketing, shotgun, you know, crazy stuff. Much better way to show up on a prospect's radar is to show up as a person of value. So we call that trusted advisor marketing. Show up with advice. Show up with recommendations. Show up with help. Show up with support. Show up with free resources. Uh, the four words that I always tell people, Sarah, if you don't like marketing and you don't like sales, you are now hereby officially given permission to delete those words from your vocabulary. Replace them with four new words. The four new words are offer value, invite engagement. Offer value, invite engagement. That's in every touch point with every contact, with every email that you send, every LinkedIn message, every newsletter that you publish, every blog post that you put out, every phone call, every prospecting opportunity, every networking meeting. What can you do to offer value and then invite engagement? And when I say invite engagement, I don't mean, hey, buy my stuff, sign up for my program, buy my services, become my client. Invite engagement can be micro-commitment. So micro-commitments, things like at the end of a blog post, ask a question. What do you think? Right? Leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, opt in. These are little baby steps along a relationship-building path where people will get to know you and trust your expertise. Whatever it is that we have to say, whatever it is that we have to sell, nothing's going to come through unless we can punch through the noise with a level of trust and with a level of relationship that a you know, cold call email or a, a you know, postcard coming in over the transom is never going to have that same impact. If you help me, I'm willing to listen to you. Right? If you pitch me, that's where I hang up the phone, unlike, unlink, unsubscribe, and you're dead to me. Yeah. So it's very, very important that entrepreneurs and executives don't make that mistake that every contact is not a good contact. Benchmark is offer value and invite engagement. And those four words also spill over into, uh, you know, your idiot's guide to social media, if you will, adding value and, and offering engagement. That is, that's the secret sauce to being successful, correct? Exactly right. Exactly right. Is there a social media? Funny, when you mentioned, is, is there a so, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Is there a social media platform that you really, that, that really works great for you? Well, I think here you have to follow the advice of my friend Corey Perlman, who wrote a fantastic book called E-Bootcamp. And Corey says that you got to fish where the fish are. So you have to know your prospect. You have to know what social media platforms they're on. You have to know what kind of media they're likely to consume. So, you know, if they're, if they're all about video, you should be making videos. And if they're on Facebook, then you should be on Facebook. If they're not on Facebook... But instead, they're on LinkedIn, you should be on LinkedIn. If they're the kind of prospect that would never sit through a five- or ten-minute video, but they immediately read a 500-word article, write the 500-word article. If they don't like to read, right, but they like to listen, then maybe you should have a radio show, like your fabulous radio show that we're doing right now, or a podcast, or you should have you know audio snippets or interviews. So it's really about... Figuring out a specific target market that you want to connect with and you want to build trust and relationship and value with, A, where do they hang out, and then B, what media do they prefer to consume? So I will tell you, 
I am not a big consumer of video. I don't have patience for video. I don't even necessarily like video. But I have to make video. I have to produce video content with Facebook Live and on YouTube, and I repurpose that video lots of different ways because I found out through research and through you know, surveys and through you know, actually talking to my subscribers and fans and prospects and clients, they love video. I don't like video. They love video. This is not about me. And in your case, it's not about you, right? Figure out, forget about what you like and what you do and what you consume. What does your audience like? What do they consume? And how do they want to consume your helpful, valuable, relevant information? Those are the platforms you should be on, and that's the content that you should be producing. Now, if you're entering into the world of speaking, how do you know which audience is actually going to pay off for you? You mentioned about, you know, knowing your audience. That's one thing. You can go in and fish where they all are, but are they willing to pay you for what you have to offer? Well, that's another great, that's another great research project. So part of what you're doing when you're embarking on a speaking campaign, whether you're just starting to get paid professionally to speak, whether you've been doing it for a long time, whether you're pivoting from one topic into a new topic or a new niche or a new industry, is you need to do a competitive scan. You need to figure out who else is in that ecosystem, who's on their client list, what are some of the demographics and psychographics of those types of corporations, associations, and groups. And then if you do some pattern recognition, right, you say, well, gosh, it looks like the XYZ Association hires a lot of speakers. Because why? I found them on Sarah's client list. I found them on David's client list. I found them on Susan's client list. There must be something there. That's the kind of pattern recognition that I'm talking about. We're not after onesies. We're not going to rip off someone else's client list. That's completely unethical. But what we're doing is we're doing some pattern recognition, and we're becoming what I call a student of the game. So being a student of the game is you know where the goalposts are. You know where you know where you can score. <laughs> you you know where the grid lines are are on the field, and so you're not just wandering around holding a football or a baseball or a basketball. You're actually a student of the game. You're playing the game, and you know how things work in that particular industry or that particular field. If you don't do that, then you're going to waste an awful lot of time doing what I call looking for love in all the wrong places. This is where you're speaking at the ladies' auxiliary. You're speaking in the pizza parlor. You're speaking in the church basement for $100 or $200. I remember, Sarah, I had a client once. She was in Buffalo, New York, and uh, she said, you know, I just can't get out of Buffalo. And, again, plug in any city that you want. You know, I know that we're, we have a lot of love for Buffalo. But, but you know, it, it could be Orlando. It could be Seattle. It could be Boston. It could be East Jabib. Uh, I just can't get out of East Jabib, David. All I'm getting is these $100, $200, and $300 gigs. And what I told her is, I said, listen, that's not the problem. The problem is that you're taking them. And so she was prospecting low, and she was selling low. And she never even recentered her sight on the corporations, associations, and groups that are paying that would be fantastic clients and audiences for her. And because premium clients expect to pay premium fees. But if you're looking for love in all the wrong places, you will never see them. And what's even more heartbreaking is they will never see you. 
We're speaking with David Newman on Self Talk Radio Show. When we come back, how long should it take to build a successful business? Do good things come to those who wait and wait and wait? Find out the answer when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. Can't sleep? Try this. Sleep Meditation offers soothing meditations to help you sleep like a baby and awaken what's inside. All you have to do is choose the meditation you want to listen to from our library at sleepmeditation.org. Click play and enjoy. If you want to keep the recording, purchase the downloads you want. Plus, Sleep Meditation offers specials on motivational pieces that help you start positive change, stop bad habits, or sleep like a baby. Sleepmeditation.org. Welcome to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer, continuing the conversation with David Newman, number one best-selling author of his book Do It Marketing. And David, how long should it take to build a successful business? Do good things come to those who wait and wait and wait? <laughs> well, it's such a great question, you know, because the the joke among our National Speakers Association friends and colleagues when I go to those conventions and I, I go to those conferences. They say, well, how long does it take to build a successful speaking business? And the answer is five years. And, of course, the answer is not five years. That's a joke. That's a joke answer, right? It's like you plus five years equals success. There's no business where you can say it takes X number of years or it takes, you know, three years or seven years or ten years. Good things come to those who hustle. So we've worked with folks that have gone from zero to hero in a matter of weeks. It does not take months and months and months and years and years and years. And, you know, there's this myth that the speaking business or even the consulting or the entire entrepreneurial business is, is you know, uh, it's uh, shrouded in mystery and people have no idea, like, what does it take to really be successful? Here's my uh, observation after being in this business for more than 15 years, uh, it is harder than it looks, but it's easier than most people are making it. So we, we overcomplicate this, Sarah. We make this harder than it needs to be. How? By overanalyzing, overthinking, uh, doing too much research and not enough action by not taking the proactive steps, even the steps we outlined today, about the competitive scan, figure out where the money is, figure out who your prospects are, figure out where do they gather online and offline, figure out what kind of media do they want to consume, and then start producing high-value, high-relevance content in that media for those people. I mean, all of this takes work, but it's not hard. Once you're in the saddle and you're moving forward, imagine if in any business, any entrepreneurial adventure, you knew the first two things, which are super important. Number one, what problem do you solve? And number two, what people do you serve? So what problem do you solve? What's the urgent, pervasive, expensive problem that you make better for every client, every customer, every audience? And then where do we find more of those people that own that problem? And how can we be connecting with them more regularly, more consistently, so that conversations happen daily. The reason I say conversations need to happen daily is because sales need to happen daily. And the other thing that we tend to overcomplicate in, I think, all entrepreneurship, but especially as solopreneurs, is we're not connected to the fact that sales really need to happen daily. So every day without a sale is like a day without oxygen. I don't know about you, Sarah. I don't like days without oxygen. <laughs> not, I really not don't. 
Wow. So, you know, you've you've really put things into a different framework for me. This is definitely mind-changing radio. Thank you for this. Now, if if I'm doing the cold calling and stuff and I'm picking up the phone and calling customers and I need that sale and because it's oxygen, like you just said, it feels awful to me. But if I'm actually picking up the phone and I have a solution that that customer wants to buy, that's exciting. So how do you make that pivot for some of your clients that you work with? Well, I think this is really about dialing in that relevance and relationship. So, uh, and <laughs> when I speak and when I do seminars, I will sometimes say, in order to drive the BMW, you need to master the GNW. And the GNW is an acronym for any time that you have a conversation or a connection with a client or a customer or a prospect. They need to get it. They need to get what you do. They need to understand it, right? So they need to get it. Mm-hmm. They need to need it meaning that it is a relevant, relevant um, requirement of what they need to accomplish, something they're already looking to achieve, something they're already looking to solve, some problem or heartache or headache or gap that they already know they have, so they need it. And then the third element is desire, which is the W. They have to want it. They have to want to solve the problem. They have to want to invest in the solution or in accelerating the outcome. And another way to think about all of our sales activity and all of our marketing and all of our outreach is at the end of the day, as a professional, trusted advisor style salesperson, we really only have two jobs. Our jobs are to connect with folks and either shorten the path or accelerate the speed to an outcome that they already want. And if we can just really internalize that, think about that, breathe that in, breathe that out, eat that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, our goal is to connect with the right kinds of prospects and customers, shorten the path, meaning right, make it quicker, or accelerate the speed, get them there, get them there faster in less time. So something that they could have achieved on their own in a year or two years, when they buy your product, enroll in your program, buy your service, they can get there in three to four months, and they don't need to wait one or two years. And you made it easier and faster, and you become the professional shortcut. If you can position and message and market what you do, as the professional shortcut, not by cutting corners, not by, you know, being goofy or silly, but literally shortening the path and accelerating the speed to an outcome that they already know they want, then you've done the ultimate sales and marketing magic, which is your product or service or program is now something that is bought and does not need to be sold. It's the difference between push and pull. Mm. I want everyone to be doing pull. Right? I want people to be pulling and knocking on my door and sending me emails. David, how can you help me? David, I saw your, you know, I saw your website. I read your article. I saw your post on LinkedIn. You're the guy that can help me solve this problem. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. That's the difference between push and pull, and that's the difference between doing it right 
versus doing it wrong and being frustrated and cold calling and spamming the universe. <laughs> you you also said uh, something. You said branding is BS, and and I'd love yeah. to. Why, why do you feel that way? Well, it's funny. So this is one of the uh, one of the controversial little subtitle subsections in the Do It Marketing book, and you know, the branding has been has gotten a bad rap. Branding has been so misconstrued, especially among small and solo entrepreneurial. Oh, wait a minute. Your phone broke Branding up. Tagline. And so it's not about the logo. It's not about the colors. It's not about the tagline. It's not about the layout of your website. It's not about your color palette and your typefaces and your font choices. Branding is really about the promise of an outcome that is consistently delivered over time. So what does your product or service do? How are people better off once they buy it, consume it, use it? In other words, once Elvis has left the building, they've made the purchase, they've bought the consulting, they've heard the speech, they've invested in the service, they've bought the widget that you're selling. It's now up and running and working successfully. How is their life better? How is their business better? How is their company better? How is their family or their kids or their finances or their college savings or whatever it is that we're doing, right? How is their personal finance better? What, what do they wake up in the morning knowing or feeling or experiencing that they're not knowing or feeling or experiencing now? Well, that is your brand. That is the brand, uh, that is the brand of the promise of what you're delivering and then delivering it consistently over time. Now, should a company have a logo? Sure. Should a company have colors and, and look professionally, cosmetically put together? Yes. But that's not branding. That, I would say, is the visual representation of what you'd like to reinforce in the marketplace. But the brand is really about who you are at your core. And it's about your reputation. It's about the value that you deliver. It's about your integrity. You know, can we put colors on it? Sure. You know, my, my quote-unquote brand colors are black, red, white, and gray. But believe me, I got all of this dialed in first, Sarah, before I realized, oh, you know, I think my colors should be black, white, red, and gray. <laughs> so my branding consultant, which I didn't use a branding consultant, but if I had a branding consultant, the first thing that he or she would do is, oh, well, here's your logo, and you know, black means serious and heavy and gravity, and red is passion and excitement and love, and, and you know, gray is you know, more sophisticated. Oh, my God, really? And this is what people pay thousands or tens of thousands of dollars for. And then you say, well, what do you do? Oh, I don't know, but, but my colors are black, white, red, and gray. <laughs> Uh, how do you help people? Oh, well, I don't know, but look at this cool logo. Isn't this logo amazing? And people get this backwards. Mm -hmm. They think they do the branding first, and then they can figure out the urgent, pervasive, expensive problems that they solve and who they want to serve and what does it look like after they've left the building. And it goes the exact other way. So you don't really build a brand for a business. What you do is first you build the business – Right? You build the ideas, you build the value, you build the promise, you build the outcomes, and then you say, okay, well, what should the website look like? And we probably need a logo, and what should that look Branding should be an afterthought. And for so many people, maybe because of all the branding consultants out there, uh, they say, well, let me get my branding right, but then I'll figure out well, what my company should be doing. And that is completely backwards, and that's why branding is BS. <laughs> What's next for you? 
Well, I think, you know, any entrepreneur needs to figure out, and this is what I'm figuring out right now, how can we go even further with our clients and customers? In other words, they're signing up for a certain outcome. They are buying our products and services and programs to get to a certain destination in their business, in their life, in their work. Uh, and we are literally racking our brains with how can we do better? How, how can we do better at those two tasks that I mentioned for everybody a moment ago? How can we do a better job of shortening the path and accelerating the speed with which they get an outcome that they want? So here's a couple of things that we're playing with. We're playing with a uh, matchmaking service because, again, we work with speakers and consultants, but a matchmaking service that would connect them with a salesperson. So think of this in terms of a salesperson recruiting process because the first thing they do when they're done with our program is, hey, David, this is great, but I don't want to be doing all this research. I don't want to be going on these websites. I don't want to be sending all this email. I don't want to be on LinkedIn all day long or, you know, smiling and dialing the phone, even if it's high probability, trusted advisor style outreach. I would like to have someone do the research, set the appointments, open the doors. So we're thinking about doing that. The next thing people ask is, oh, my gosh, I don't have enough good video. I have some speaker video, but I'd like to do more video. So we're thinking of doing some video production services. Again, think in terms of not what they want to learn or what they want to do. It's what do they want to ultimately achieve. And so if we said, okay, after you graduate from our mentoring program, you are going to get a speaker sales agent. You are going to have top-notch video. You are going to have an ad. Here's another thing that we're doing is we're doing ads in meeting planner magazines and we're doing that very strategically, industry by industry, corporation, um, corporation meeting planners, association meeting planners. People want visibility. People want to put fishing lines into the lake so they're much more likely to catch the fish. They can't necessarily afford a full-page ad in all the different meeting planner magazines, but we can consolidate that and aggregate that. And just like you see the top 10 doctors or the top 10 steakhouses or the top 10 whatever in some of these magazines and publications, we're looking at top 10 leadership speakers, top 10 sales speakers, top 10 innovation speakers, and we're launching that later this year as well. So it's really about, I, like you and like all of our folks listening, we're in the ultimate outcomes business. So what's next for me is accelerating and expanding the ultimate outcomes that our clients get when they work with us, and that is just super exciting. That is really terrific. And especially, I wonder, have you thought about the other end, meeting planners who are, you know, scratching their heads saying, oh, I need to have a keynote speaker. Who do I go to? It would be wonderful if they had a resource that they could go to. And, you know, you, you match, like your matchmaker program. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yes, absolutely. Well, and again, this is, this is not any kind of genius, you know, popping out of my own head in a vacuum. This is about what are people asking for? What's that get it, need it, want it factor? You know, think about the magic service or the magic product. In whatever it is, whatever business you're in, what are your folks dying to get their hands on that either doesn't exist or it doesn't exist affordably or it's not within reach, but there's some version or some flavor of it that you and your company can provide, if you become the first ones to provide it, 
not only will they love you, they will buy from you, and the the revenue will come in, and the impact will go up. I love it. I love it. So, David, is there a website we should go to to learn more about you and, and all the services you have? There is. There's a couple of resources, Sarah. Thank you for asking. One is the main website, of course, is Do It Marketing. The companion tools and resources that go with the Do It Marketing book are at doitmarketing.com slash book. And then there's also some free online training that people can dip into, and that's at doitmarketing.com slash webinar. Yeah, your webinar is excellent, by the way. Your book is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I I have taken my time reading your book because I'm taking so many notes out of it that I'm reading it much slower than any other book I've ever had because there's so much great information in there. So, yes, I... Thank you. Yeah, thumbs up on your book. I highly recommend it if you are thinking of being a speaker. and Heck, even if you're just in business for yourself, there are some gold nuggets in Do It Marketing, and I highly recommend the book. It's, it's a wonderful read. It is like a dense, flourless chocolate cake without the calories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Well, David Newman, thank you for being on Self Talk Radio Show. I I love having you here, and and definitely send some of your speakers our way. We'd we'd love to interview them. Absolutely, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm Sarah Spencer for Self Talk Radio Show.